The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, One on One showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Thursday, April 30th, 2015. Listeners, please welcome fan-favorite gay adult star and the owner-slash-creator of HarlemHookups.net, Rogan Hardy. Welcome to the show, Rogan. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, man. And yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Just got back from vacation, so now I have to get back to work. <laughs> Sounds exciting. And uh, certainly the work that you do is getting a lot of attention, man, so congratulations on that. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, I noticed it's been getting a lot of attention. Yeah, my emails are pretty full, so. That's a good thing. And this is your first ever interview, so thank you so much for allowing us here at Poppy Chulo Radio and One on One with Poppy Chulo for allowing us to feature you in your first ever interview. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. So I was kind of shocking you guys contacting me. Like, oh, somebody wants to interview me. Yeah. <laughs> well, trust me. There will be many more requests for interviews. <laughs> I'm just glad that we were the first. We're popping one of the very few cherries that you have left. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any more in my reserve, so. <laughs> Aww. Well, we'll be discussing all of that and more in this interview. So, typically in my one-on-one -on -one interviews, I like to get stats out the way because I'm sure that the majority of the listeners and the fans out there, they haven't had the chance to see you in person. They only get to see you on the various screens that they use to see what you do, whether you know it's on their TV, computer, mobile devices. So, let's get to know some of your physical stats. What's your height and weight? I am about 5'11", and I weigh 135 pounds. What's your ethnic background? Uh, African-American. Although I'm not from Africa. So. <laughs> there you go. Just to be 100% uh, clear. Right. <laughs> right. What's your zodiac sign? Sagittarius. And how old are you? I am 30. It's December. Very cool. Okay, so let's get to know the man behind the performer. Where are you originally from? Uh, originally, I was born in Detroit. Uh, I was raised in Dallas, Texas. And what was life like growing up for you? What were you like as a kid, as a teenager? Uh, I was uh, pretty outgoing. Uh, I grew up... Uh, in a, my dad raised me. Uh, my dad was gay, and my mom was a lesbian. But they, separated you know a while back and my dad ended up he didn't want to raise me in Detroit so he took me to, to Texas Dallas 
and I grew up there. Uh, I was in probably every single extracurricular activity you could possibly think of. I was pretty much a nerd, though. Like, I really enjoyed, like, biology, so I ended up majoring in college. And uh, student council, uh, band, uh, I was a cheerleader for a while, and uh, I ran track a lot, so... That's probably why I had like my lean body. That's where that comes from. And uh, yeah, I was a pretty outgoing kid. So, well, there's no way that I can ask about this, especially since you mentioned it. So, your yeah. father, gay. Your mother, lesbian. Right. Did uh, they both know this about each other when they got married? Like, uh, no, I don't know. It was the '80s, and I think everybody was just having sex with each other, no matter what. So, well, there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, my parents at the time, they, they just fell in love with each other. You know, love kind of transcends things at times. But uh, they had a little bit of difficulties when, when I was born. They were both 20. And my dad was a very collegiate person. And Detroit was a really hard place uh, at the time. Like, it was, that's when all the race riots and everything was going on. And um, my dad came from a very, like, a sort of upper middle class African-American family. And... My mom came from the poor side of the town, and my dad didn't want to raise him in Detroit. My mom was like, oh, I don't want to leave Detroit, and that's like, we can't raise a kid here. And they had a disagreement about it, so my dad took me to Dallas, and my mom stayed in Detroit. So I grew up without my mom for a while. And uh, but, and I just actually just recently met my mother about two years ago. So uh, when I came back from Europe to the United States, and uh, having a, a gay dad growing up was not... <laughs> Everyone always is like, oh, that must have been so cool, and it wasn't. My father was a really militant person. He was not really a closet case, which you couldn't tell that he was gay, but, you know, he definitely didn't want me to be gay, but it was, at the time, you know, he was battling with HIV, and I had no idea he was battling with HIV, so I was really young. And uh, when I came out of the closet, like, I think, and I wasn't, like, out of the closet, I was just like, oh, you know, I'm gay, it's like middle school, so... And he was like, oh, you don't want to be gay. And blah, blah. But he was going through a whole lot of like internal stuff to his, his illness. And uh, I just didn't know about it. So. But yeah, it was it was interesting. Uh, once we hashed everything out and uh, talked about it, like uh, I didn't have any uh, issues you know, around my sexuality or with school. Everybody at school was pretty tolerant. So, you know, it was Dallas. Dallas was pretty progressive. Very interesting. That's quite an early, you know, and quite the early years for Rogan Hardy. Wow, that's interesting. That's fascinating. When did you first realize that you were gay? When did you first realize that you were attracted to men? Uh, wow, that was really early for me. I mean, I guess when you're young, you don't have the vocabulary for like gay, but I remember, I, I think it was second or third grade, I had a crush on this kid. His name was, like, Clark Cheney. And, uh, yeah, I had a huge crush on him. And, of course, I never really acted on it because I think you sort of subconsciously, I was like, oh, you don't see two guys ever getting together, so you don't really do anything about it. And, uh, yeah, it was really early for me. So I sort of identified with it and then, you know, progressed out of that. And then I was like, oh, okay, so it's called gay, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you go from there. How old were you when you officially came out? When I officially came out, that was in the seventh grade in middle school. So I would say I would have had to have been maybe like 11 or 
about 11 or 12, I think, that's how old I was. Can you share with us what was going on with your life, like, into your 20s? Because uh, you just recently-ish started doing uh, adult scenes and whatnot. So what was going on with your life in the years prior to entering the adult industry? Uh, well, the years before that, let's see, my father had a pass. He had succumbed to, to AIDS. That was when I, he passed when I was about 16. And I sort of wandered around the United States, like, after that, and for a little bit. And I ended up settling in Louisville, where I went to the University of Louisville, uh, around about, like, 19 or 20. And, uh, I started working there at the World Port, and I went to University of Louisville, and I ended up getting promoted into corporate, and I worked there for a while. And uh, after that, I transitioned uh, with the company to New York, and then from New York, I went to Europe and filled around there with like work, and everything sort of started like in New York, but. It started, but it wasn't like I wasn't. I was making videos just for fun because I was just really into photography, and I'm kind of a freak. So <laughs> it was just like, oh, I like filming my sex capades. Like, let's film this and make like a stuff and upload it on like X But I, in the beginning, I was under the name like Cocky Cock Twenty Five. That's what it was. And uh, so I was working for UPS for a while, and then you know we had that huge recession, and. When the recession hit, uh, we all the college students thought we were safe. We were like, oh, we're not going to get any layoffs because they're just going to lay off all of the people that are working for the company for a while. But we didn't understand is like UPS was paying for all of our schools. So like we were actually UPS's biggest expense. So they laid off all the college students is what they did. And so I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do for money? Uh, I was really used to working in corporate and having a really stable income and then a friend of mine was like he's like you have all these videos you make all this stuff for x2 you should sell it and uh and i was like nobody buys porn like there's so much free porn why would anybody like buy the porn that you provided for free any for years anyway he's like oh you have nothing to lose so i created an amateur account and i named it harlem hookups because i made a bunch of stuff when i lived in harlem uh me hooking up with guys and my friend's like oh that's a really catchy name like do that so I uploaded stuff and I honestly uploaded a bunch of stuff all at once and forgot about it. And then like a month later, they were telling me like, oh, you have to create this card so that we can like, you know, send the money that you made for from like, you know, all the videos you uploaded. And I'm thinking like, oh, it's going to be like maybe $100, $50. And it ended up being like, you know, four grand. And I was like, oh, wow, there's a lot of money here. So then I just oh, started. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> So then I was like, you know, me, uh, I have a tendency to intellectualize everything. So I'm like, oh, well, I could really make like some extra cash out of this while I like how to figure other stuff out. So as I like started making videos and then like going in and paying a little more attention to the editing and, and uh, I got really into the videography and then creating stuff and I sort of got sucked into it and then it just really much it snowballed uh, since then. So... That's pretty much how all that started. And that's the simple way of putting it. Yeah, that's the simple way <laughs> yeah. of putting it. Yeah. Good grief, man. <laughs> so, 
in total, how long would you say that you've been in the gay adult industry? In the gay adult industry, like uh, professionally selling stuff, yeah. I would say officially. I, I would say since I was about twenty-eight. Twenty-eight, yeah. Okay, so uh, it's about two years. Right. And how long has your website been up and running? Uh, it's been up and running since last year in uh, September is when we launched. Okay. Cool. Congratulations. Was, oh, thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. We were selling content on XTube, like, I think, like, a year prior, or since I was, like, 28, so it's been a couple of years prior to that, so... Uh, and then I decided, you know, X2, they take such a huge chunk out of what you make. And I was like, well, I'm doing all this work. I should, like, collect all the revenue. So then Makes sense. that prompted, you know, creating my own site. So. Prior to uploading your stuff to Xtube, was porn at all something that had crossed your mind as something that you wanted to experience, something that you wanted to try? No, uh, not at all. I was just really into like watching porn and making porn on X2 for people to share. Cause I just liked the attention. I'm attention over. So, <laughs> so, uh, but it had never crossed my mind to go and be in porn professionally, uh, or to make it a career. Let's talk about your porn name. Your official porn name is Rogan Hardy. Right. How did you come up with your porn name? Uh, my poor name actually uh, was uh, given to me uh, by a friend I know who worked for Treasure Island Media. When I lived in New York, you know, they saw a lot of the stuff that I was making on XD, and he's like, oh, you know, would you like to do a video for Tim Suck? And I was like, oh, sure, yeah, I'll do a video for Tim Suck. And he, they're like, oh, you need a porn name. And I was like, oh, I don't really have, like, a porn name. And uh, he was like, well, what was the first name of your street that you lived on it was like it was rogan avenue and then he's like okay what was your first dog's name like hardy and he's like well your name could be rogan hardy so <laughs> that's pretty much how that happened so oh that's funny you did the whole uh, what people like the stereotypical thing that people right. sort of make fun of porn stars <laughs> that oh you need right. to do this and you do that that's kind of funny yeah that's completely how that happened so but it was it's not a bad sounding name i was like i work in hardy it's not that bad Exactly. It actually turned out into a good name. So, okay. That's, yeah. That's interesting. So, initially speaking, you were recording stuff and you had all this content and then you uploaded it to Xtube. And that's kind of like where your initial popularity came from. People started purchasing stuff on Xtube, starting, you know, seeing the free clips and whatnot. Let's talk about the first scene that you recorded for your website. Was recording that scene at all different for you, at least in your mind, than what you were doing before? Because now you have an official website, you have uh, you know, the domain, it's ready to go, and you know that you're specifically filming this for what's going to be now your official pay site. So was there at all like any you know, any, maybe like a little bit more nerves in recording your first scene because you're like, oh, this has to be, maybe you were like thinking maybe this has to be perfect because this is now for my official website, for my official brand. 
Right. And it was, it was, it was really nerve wracking because I was kind of trying to figure out what to do about it. And, uh, and I was like, well, does it need to be like professional looking and like, what do I do? And what I didn't want to do when I created the website is I didn't want to go away from the organic feel that a lot of people liked about my stuff. They're like, it's really real. You know, it's not like the typical like porn that you see online where everybody looks really dialed up. It's like, it looks like, you know, two people just got together with like a camera and was like, you know, filming something. And so I wanted to keep that feel. So what I basically did is I got a better camera and, uh, I started, uh, I, I, sometimes like, I think the first thing I'd had somebody holding the camera instead of like the fixed view that I was using for all of this stuff on X2, you know, I put a stationary camera somewhere and, you know, people were looking at uh, stuff that way. And we did it in the beginning import because we were just going to shut Xtube down altogether. So what we did do is we bought a lot of the older videos from Xtube that we were using onto the site as well so that people would have access to everything, you know, rather than like on Xtube, you're just purchasing one video at a time. You pay for membership, you can see it all at once. Because <clears throat> we thought that would, we had a lot of people that hadn't seen all of my videos. So we just put them all on there. But then, we were shooting the uh, the first uh, video scene, you know, it was a little nerve wracking because I was like, well, this needs to be, people are paying for like a membership now. I kind of have to step, you know, my game up. And then, you know, uh, I was talking to some friends and they were like, well, people really like what you're doing already. So I would just like improve the quality of it. And like the, as far as like the camera that you're using and sort of like take it like in other places like uh, I started doing more outdoor stuff and I think the, those first scenes were outdoor in fact they were uh, it was uh, with a friend of mine who doesn't have uh, a porn name I can't even remember the, the name that we actually gave him when we had that first video and uh, oh, the name of it was Wigger Flip Luck I think that's exactly what it is and so we did some outdoor scenes there and uh, it was just really really liked it so i just continued with that and it's still been going so obviously you're doing something right yeah obviously so <laughs> yeah man what do you enjoy most about starring in porn scenes uh that's a good question like i think what I enjoy most, I think, is just sharing the sexual experience. I'm, I'm, I sort of like being watched anyway. So, but when I'm actually filming and I'm in it and the camera's stationary, a lot of times I kind of forget that the camera is there. So, I mean, and then, but I also like the interracial aspect of like what I'm doing because we typically find like an interracial porn that it's like a black guy fucking uh, a white guy. But I really like the fact that the site is so different where you have a white guy fucking a black guy because there's so many people out there that look for it and they don't find it. So I get really excited so I keep giving them what they want and uh, and creating like this little little portion, this little niche inside of a porn that it is now that you don't find it. You see a few people doing it here and there and I think that there are a few other sites that do the same thing. But I mean, I think I, what I'm doing now is so organic looking because a lot of times I have guys they're just normal people and they want to do a video but they don't want to have their face in it and so it, it seems really organic and then you have like the reversed role on it where there's this white guy fucking this black guy and it's obviously not some porn studio some 
large agency that's paying like these like really hot supermodels to like do this thing. It's just like two people that, you know, are really into each other and they want to do it. And so it's like people are like, wow, I didn't know that there were so many white guys that were into black guys. And I'm just like, yeah, they're out there. I'm filming with them. Like <laughs> they exist. <laughs> they're not like Yetis or like Galapagos monster or something. <laughs> that's too funny. When you're shooting a scene, what turns you on the most and what turns you off the most? Uh, when I'm shooting a scene, I think the thing that turns me on the most is probably just the fucking, really, uh, and the sharing. Like, just, I get really turned on having, like, a camera around. Like, it just it just naturally turns me on. Like I, a lot of, I think a lot of people think that, you know, I went into this to like make it something like to create a level and like to make it big and to like further my porn career. But it was really always just about sharing my sexual experiences. That, that's what I was into. Like filming was sort of a fetish for me. So like I really get into just the sharing aspect and creating sort of like, a, a, sort of like a, a setting where it's like, oh, you know, here you have this, it's like you walk in on these two guys, like you find them and then they're just going at each other and it's like really hot. Sometimes it's really primal. Sometimes you get guys that are really verbal. So like each video is kind of different and you know, it's like, it's not the same all throughout, you know, the board. The thing that turns me off uh, the most, uh, I don't know. I don't, I probably don't really get I mean because I when I go to like if I'm looking for somebody to make a scene with or you know or if I'm doing a scene with somebody they're pretty much into the same things that I'm into because it's not like I don't really go like model hunting like I sort of just like I mean it's just I hook up with a lot of guys and I'm a very sexual person I love to fuck so when I'm like just trying to hook up now people are like, oh, you're the guy from High on Hookups. Like, I would love to make a video with you, you know. And then it's just like us messing around because we're just into each other. And I mean, I've had guys to where like any kind of hookup situation to where it's like, oh, it's not really working out. Like, this is a bad hookup, and then like nothing happens, you know. But I mean, I would say, you know, I let's say the thing that probably I like the least is now that it's gotten so much bigger i have to do like so much more appeasing to like other people's like uh sort of like fetishes and things you know i have fans and i want to see certain things and so i have to start thinking about like the porn like or creating that aspect or that creating like this sort of like brand and so it kind of takes the element of the sexuality out of it out of it for me it, it kind of like borderlines between like amateur and professional you know I would say that's probably the least thing that I like. <laughs> Let's go into the casting for your site, because this is mm -hmm. your site. You know, it's your official website. You're the right. man behind it. You're the main performer, and it's you paired up with other performers. So what goes into finding the talent for your site? How do you go about finding talent for your site? Can people apply to be talent for your site? What goes into that? Um, well, a lot of it that goes, people can always like apply to, you know, be on the site. And I, I get a lot of people like saying, oh, 
you know, I'd really love to do a video with you. And of course, you know, there's a certain style that you have to fit. It's like, you don't just like take everybody that wants to be in the video. <clears throat> but uh, it, that doesn't typically happen that often to where people, not many people like ask to be on the, the website. A lot of it is like uh, me hooking up with guys in my everyday life and then somebody comes along and we start talking about it because they recognize me and then they're like, oh, well, I would like to do a scene. And then it's just really as simple as like, you know, we set up a camera. We're like, oh, we're going to do this like in the bedroom. Are we going to go fuck in the car? And I'm really adventurous. So I'm just like, I'm up for whatever. <laughs> and so uh, that's how that happens. It's a very organic process. I, I, I don't... I don't actively like kind of like look around for everywhere. I do have like a, a style of what I'm into. So I kind of just go for guys that like I'm into. And then, you know, if they are wanting to make a video, then, you know, we do the whole like, okay, we're going to pay you this much. And then, you know, you have to sign this and then we're going to do it this, this way. And because, you know, we get like, I get some guys that are like really verbal and they're really into it and then i get other guys that are not so verbal and then they're like into it but it's like a different feel it's it's literally like you're hooking up because you know you go to you hook up with a guy and it's a uh, it's different every time you hook up you have different people you know it's we don't have like a, a platform of like or a set that we have i mean i guess the only thing is like you know having a white top and a black bottom you know if that answers your question i'm not sure if it did it does. It does. Okay. So let's break a scene down. I want to break a porn scene down with you. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most, giving or receiving oral? I enjoy giving oral more than I do receiving oral. However, there are those times where you meet a guy who can just, like, suck dick. Like, it's insane, and you're just, like, you're really into it. And But, yeah, I definitely enjoy sucking dick more than I enjoy, like being sucked in a scene which do you enjoy the most giving or receiving as far as rimming uh i prefer to eat ass over getting eight i love eating ass so rogan hardy is very oral all around yeah <laughs> In a scene, which do you enjoy the most? We've seen you top, we've seen you bottom, we've seen you flip-flop. So which do you enjoy most in a scene? Topping, bottoming, flip-flopping? Uh, I would... I would say, like, in a scene, I don't know, sometimes I enjoy topping more and sometimes I enjoy bottoming more. But, like, since we have, like, the whole thing where it's, like, white tops and black bottoms, I, ended up, I end up bottoming more, but... I guess in my personal life, I also end up topping a lot too, and a lot of it just doesn't get filmed. And uh, so I don't know. That's a. I mean, I go back and forth. So like, there I go through phases where I'm like, all I want to do is just like fuck, and then there are times where I'm like, all I want to do is get fucked. So it's a pretty like I guess I'm pretty even down the board with that because people are always emailing like, oh, you're so good at topping as well as you are at bottoming. And it's really just because like most of my bottoming stuff ends up on the website and then most of my topping stuff doesn't end up on the website. I have this whole large personal collection too. that's like stuff that never makes it out to anywhere just because, you know, you have guys like, oh, I don't want this shared, but they're just really into making like videos. So I have a lot of topping stuff that I wish that I could like put on the site or like share with people because it's like super hot, but like it never makes it out anywhere. So... <laughs> 
in a scene, what's your favorite sexual position, and does that differ from your favorite position off camera? Uh, let's see, in a scene, my favorite sexual position, if I'm like topping, I definitely like to mount a guy. Uh, and in videos, I pretty much like it that way too. Uh, if I'm bottoming, uh, I like being on my back or riding. I would say those are my two, and it's pretty much the same way, like in my personal life. And we all know how a scene ends with the pop shot, the cum shot, the money shot. In a scene, where is your favorite place to shoot your load, and where is your favorite place to take a load? I prefer to be bred, and I prefer to be like, shooting my load in a guy's ass. However, like in porn, everybody always wants to see the cum, and I'm not particularly into like filching or seeing like somebody push cum out of their ass, but. So we don't do a whole lot. So like a lot of it's like pull out and then you shoot or like, I also like to swallow. So, but I'd say my favorite thing is definitely like getting bread and then breeding someone's ass. It's like a really great feeling. So, <laughs> Who has possessed the biggest dick that you had to take on in a scene and how big was it? Oh, there, I've got a lot of really big dicks on my site. So, <laughs> But there's uh, one guy, he was 10 and a half inches, and it wasn't really the length so much as it was like the girth. He had this really thick, thick dick. I'd actually never measured the girth around, but he just had this massive, I think the title of the video is 10.5 incher, and he just had this really huge, like big, beautiful white dick. And that was a, definitely a challenge Rogan Hardy was a trooper. Yeah. <laughs> I took, took it for the team, so. <laughs> was it difficult in the beginning, especially since you're the person that's editing and producing your stuff, to see yourself on film? Uh, no, not at all. I loved it. Like, there are times where I'm, like, editing a video, and I get into the scene again, and I just start checking off. And then that's why it takes me so long to edit sometimes. <laughs> that's too funny. How old were you when you saw a porn film for the first time? I was probably like 10. And it's because I found my dad's porn stash under his bed. Mm. and But that was all VHSs back then. So uh, I, uh, that's actually probably when I got really into porn. You know, I would I would get in trouble like a lot of the kid, like fine, because the internet was also, it came out shortly after that. And I'd be like, looking at like pictures and stuff online and my dad's like what are you doing there's any sites you're gonna get viruses and so. <laughs> now it's time for the big question the question that i'm sure all of your hardcore fans and supporters are dying to know how much is rogan hardy packing i am nine inches that's impressive for someone who bottoms as much as you yeah. do. You're, yeah. you know, you're one of the uh, the quote-unquote big dicked bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes, Rogan Hardy is as much a power bottom as he is a power top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like to fuck. I like to get fucked. I like it both ways. The power verse. Yeah. <laughs> power verse. I like that. Yeah. 
be That's a title of the video, football video. <laughs> exactly. That's Rogan Hardy to a T. So when did you first realize that you were packing something special? Uh, it was probably in high school and uh, the showers uh, my freshman year. Uh, showering with other guys and then I realized my dick was a lot bigger than other guys. And in fact, I had like a couple of guys that would like say something like, I went to a predominantly white school and you know, people say that white people typically aren't hung, but I think it's just like, that's a myth. I, I haven't, I mean, there are guys that are black that aren't hung, there are guys that are white that aren't hung, but there are a lot of like the white dicks out there, people who are like, <laughs> and uh, so... <clears throat> I had uh, some friends who were like, oh, your dick's really big. And, you know, I was just like, uh, I guess it is. <laughs> Bigger than yours, so. As we mentioned earlier in the interview, the pop shot, the cum shot, is very important in a scene. Is there any preparation for you for the pop shot? Are you the type of person that tries to, well, it sounds like you're very horny person if you're you know jerking off uh, watching your own scenes but <laughs> do you try to abstain a little bit before you do a scene are you just naturally a heavy comer what goes into the preparation for the pop uh i'm naturally a heavy comer and i'm pretty fertile it's probably a good thing that i'm gay because if not i think i'd have a bunch of like kids running around everywhere so uh i don't do a lot of prep i I think sometimes, like, if, like, I want to save up, like, a really massive, like, load for, like, a scene, I'll, like, wait, like, two or three days before I come, but I definitely can't go, like, a week or anything like that. I think, like, three days is probably, like, the longest I've gone, but I can definitely, like, have a hookup and then, like, shoot a scene until, like, later, like, in the same day and still come the same amount, so, but I eat, like, tons of fruits and vegetables, like, I'm always eating, like, pineapple i just love fruits anyways i think that's probably where most of it comes from it's just like they eat like a, a bunch of that crap too as you've been shooting the various scenes for your website what has been one of the funniest things that has ever happened to you at a shoot hmm i would say like once we were shooting and like a car and uh, we were like fucking in this uh, van and we didn't realize that we had accumulated like an audience, but it was like quite an audience, like eight guys that were just like, what? They were like, we got finished. And then they were, we looked out the window, they were like, hey guys, they're like all watching. And uh, that was pretty hilarious. They didn't seem to be bothered about it. They were like definitely like into it. So <laughs> I had no idea they were there. So. So from the funny to the embarrassing, has anything embarrassing ever happened to you when you're shooting? Uh, I think probably, I don't know about embarrassing. I mean, I guess because like I don't have like a whole lot of like, there aren't really people around because I'm sort of like either, you know, I have like a friend holding a camera or I'll have like a tripod somewhere stationary. I think one time like I had this, I was trying to do this scene where uh, you know those little like pull-up bars that you put in your doorway mm -hmm. and I was trying to do a scene where like I was hanging from one and getting fucked 
and it totally like broke and I hit my nose and like blood got everywhere. That was pretty embarrassing. Because wow. the guy was just like, uh, I guess maybe he was turned off by the blood. He's like, oh, I can't do this anymore. So <laughs> he left. So <laughs> Yeah. Good grief. Yeah. Listeners, this is what Rogan Hardy does for your pleasure. Right. <laughs> Almost broke my nose. It was like, oh, this would be a really hot scene for like the fans, and it just didn't work out. And I think sometimes it's like, you know, it's, that's another element that happens, too. It's like when I, a lot of my sex goes into like filming, so like I don't get to think about it just about the sex all the time. Like I get to, I have to think about like, oh, can they see this person's face and is this a good angle? Is this going to be different from like the last video? So like sometimes I get a little lost in that and not necessarily into like making this, like having sex with a person. And like, these are people that aren't professional porn models. And so they're sometimes they get like a little like overwhelmed. They're like, Oh, this is too much. Like, you know, and then that'll happen. So I think that is probably like the most embarrassing thing that happened, but typically like it doesn't. And most of the guys I hook up with are freaks and don't care to like, they're just like, Oh, let's film everything. So, <laughs> What has been the craziest thing that you've done in a scene? What's something that you sort of look back on, you're like, wow, I can't believe I did that and I got the chance to capture it on film? Hmm, let's see. It would probably... Uh, I think it was... I don't know. I don't think I've ever had that reaction before where I like... I know there are some things that, like, I uh, have... Well, there was a scene, but it's not on the website. Like, it was actually on, like, the A-train in New York. And I we waited, like, really late at night. And uh, we went out and to film, like, a scene on, like, the A-train. <clears throat> and it was a really... Like, it was probably, probably if, I, if I had uploaded it, probably would have been one of my hottest videos. Then this this like group of people like got on the train like that we just were not expecting we were on really late and where all these people came from and why they were all the way out you know in brooklyn and uh sort of cut the scene but like my friend had to sit all the way in the back with like no pants on because his pants were, like up in front of the train like <laughs> where the people were so we were like hoping that nobody would come back there and when i went back to try to edit that i was like pretty i was like that was really crazy like <laughs> good grief man <laughs> what's the most public place that you've shot a scene in and that you and your personal life have had sex in uh, the most public place that I shot a scene in, and I hope this doesn't criminalize me, but it was actually a Capitol building that a friend of mine worked at as a security guard, and we went down into the boiler room and and fucked. So, yeah. That was probably the most public place. I've done a lot of public stuff. I've done public stuff and like, the restrooms and the high rises in New York. Uh, I've done some things at like rest stops, like uh, let's see, done stuff in the train. Uh, yeah, so I've done stuff on rooftops, like of high rises. So uh, 
in my personal life and in porn, so. Not bad. Rogan Hardy likes to get his freak on in public. <laughs> How do you come up with the titles for your productions for the various scenes that you do for your website? Uh, that is probably like one of the hardest things to do because you sort of like run out of like title ideas after a while. You're like, oh, I don't know what to call this. And so as I'm writing the description, it'll like sort of come to me or like as I'm like editing stuff, like I'll, I have everything like on this external hard drive. So like if I name a video, if I like accidentally name it the same name or something similar, so I'll just like try to change it a little But I try to also fit it into like who it is that I'm fucking like, I'll give like some kind of personality. Like if it's like a white bug or like, you know, somebody like that, or like I'll try to, or if it's in a particular place, or there's something like kind of kinky going on, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can you describe your style of shooting? The the style that your scenes are shot in. Uh, <clears throat> my I sort of use like the world as like my my studio, I guess if that's what you're asking. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I sort of uh, try to think of like really cool places to like a uh, to film and in fact there's like a lot of really cool stuff that's gonna be happening this summer like so that i think a lot of people are gonna like because people tend to really like the outdoor scenes i'm also i also do like a ton of photography uh like g-rated stuff with the camera like on my own i i'll go out into the wilderness and i'll sit for like long periods of time and i'll wait for some like weird animal to come by so that i can get a picture of it so and I've always thought that it'd be really, really hot to do like scenes out there. So like, I'm always thinking about like, oh, where would people like have sex? Like, you know, like alleys and like things. And so since the site kind of blew up and like last year in the fall, it got cold. So I wasn't really able to do a lot of, you know, of that stuff because it's just cold outside. Now that, uh, everything settled down and starting to warm up again. Like, like the winter's been so long because I've been so eager to like get some of this other stuff done. So <laughs> that's pretty much what I think about. I just, I tried to like, I tried not to do it like uh, inside places a lot. I try to like bring like the, the outdoors into it a lot because it has like an amateur feel and I do typically shoot with like really good cameras. So I think like the, sort of the backdrop is also like a part of like the turn on for a lot of people like you know do you have like this beautiful backdrop of something you know you don't really need like a whole lot of the extra editing it's just like you have two people fucking and then you have all this awesome shit going on in the background and you're just like i don't know what to look at like do i look at them fucking or do i look at this like <laughs> you know right now what i want to do is i want to switch up the tone a little bit of the interview and I want to focus on some of the serious issues about the industry as a whole and we'll start off talking about family since that's what we started off the interview talking about does your family know about your career in the gay adult industry and if so how do they feel about it uh, my sister knows uh, and she doesn't have any issues with it and my godfather knows and he doesn't have any issues with it. Uh, 
that's about it in my family. Like the rest of my family is pretty conservative. So, and I have a lot of like gay cousins. So I'm really surprised that no one has said anything to me yet. I keep like embracing myself for this moment. So like a lot of times, like I'll get like an email or like one of my cousins will like send me a text and just, Hey, uh, something I like, I need to talk to you about something that's kind of important. I'm like, Oh fuck, someone found a video and I'm going to have to have this awkward conversation, but it hasn't happened yet. So, <laughs> But no, no, the, the majority of them don't know. As a male performer of color in the gay adult industry, have you ever felt any racism or discrimination directed at you? Especially since you are, you know, you're the owner of uh, your own website. I'm sure that you could, I don't know, potentially get a lot of comments and emails maybe from fans that might have... A, an issue with what you're doing in particular because you are shooting interracial porn. Um, I actually have a few other uh, scenes like with uh, uh, other black guys, uh, I think one Hispanic guy. Uh, it's really hard for some reason culturally to get Hispanic guys to want to like film because I like Latinos as well. And uh, I'm mostly in to white guys just my sexual preference i mean i don't have anything against like you know black guys are just you know i'm whatever makes my big heart i'm attracted to i think that's how like the chemistry works but like yeah i i do get a lot of like people that are angry and then i get like tons more people that like like what i'm doing and the thing that like i mean do you have actually a little bit of time to go into this but i'd really like this is really like kind of touchy uh subject i think for a lot of people um <clears throat> So there is like this thing like race play where like I was doing a video with this guy he's like really hot like just a country dude he was really into this like a uh, race play stuff and I didn't know what race play was you know at the time and so it's basically where a white guy like uses racial slurs like during sex and uh, so I'm like really open minded and I'm a freak and he obviously wasn't a racist. He was just like, you know, this is really hot. And he's like showing me types about it. And I was like, ah, it's kind of weird, but like, okay, you know, I'm, he was like, I, I like being dominated too. So it's sort of like the ultimate form of like submission. And so, uh, and so we did it and we made this video and uploaded it. And then it was just like really, really, really horrible. Like I, my emails were flooded with all, all this stuff. And then like what happened is like, I got like tons of stuff where people were like really into it. They're like, oh, this is really hot and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, I'd like to point out to like, you know, there's a lot of racial tension in our country in general. There's a lot of racial tension in porn that I have found. Like, you know, like I remember doing something for Treasure Island and like passing it by and like, oh, you know, we should do like, you know, we're, you know, a white guy is like really dominating a black guy. And they were like, kind of hesitant at first until I started doing my own stuff and they saw how popular it was and they invited me back and then they would ask me to bring my own people, you know, and I was just like, well, you guys told me in the beginning that like, nobody wanted to see it and now you're like telling me that like, so it's like, and I don't know if that comes from like, you know, a lot of these other like porn industries that have been around for a while, you know, a lot of them are like run by older guys and they're like in different time frame. And I think our generation doesn't really have like, a lot of the connection to the racial tension that a lot of other people have, you know, and as far as like uh, the race play goes, like it's fantasy, you know, it's, I'm obviously not hooking up with somebody who's like 
legitimately racist or they wouldn't be having sex with me. You know, they're aroused and we're like enjoying each other. And it's like a fetish. It's like, you know, when a guy in a video won't be called faggot, you know, there are people that get off on those things. And I, but like the thing that bothers me the most out of that, about fans that like reply in such a negative way, they get so caught up on like the word and instead of like the intent of the word. So like if somebody says, Oh, you're a nigger and they're saying it like doing like sex and they're like fucking me, you know, they're not probably really meaning it that way to like because they hate me. It's like it's a fetish thing, you know, it's fetish play. It's like two consenting adults like doing stuff. But I think it also takes a lot of power out of the word too. Like a lot of people are really like sensitive about that word because we're always trying to hush people up from saying it, you know, like, oh don't say that. That's really horrible. So it sort of holds like this negative feeling. And then like the more you like say it in like porn or associate it with other stuff, it sort of desensitizes it in a way. And I've gotten like people that email me and they say like, oh, well, um, you know, I really wasn't into race play at first at all. And I thought it was like a horrible thing. And I really like pretty much weren't going to be a member to your site anymore. And then like I started watching stuff and it's really hot. And like, you know, it's really just, you know, words. And that's really all of it is like words are like, a, it's like we give them power. So, you know, if you want to be offended by, you know, the word, you know, nigger or whatever other racial slur that you can possibly think of in porn or whatever that's in that area of like race play porn, you know, it's up to you. As far as like the race issues in the porn industry for, uh, I had no explanation for it. I think a lot of that has to do with our culture. I, I run into it like, you know, uh, well, I ran into it when I was doing stuff, you know, for like Treasure Island. It was sort of there. But like for me, with my porn label, I don't run into it because I own the porn label. You know, I've never been a model that has gone into the industry and done stuff like, you know, or tried to make it my career. This all sort of just happened by like happenstance for me. So like I sort of kind of make my own rules. So I don't have that, that other experience about it in porn, like in my personal life, of course, but like in other areas but like not in porn but i do notice like when i watch porn it's a uh, always the very stereotypical you know black top white bottom which is what prompted me to do something so different and i think that's what people really like about the site is it's not typical it is very different because and now it's changing to the thing where i'm actively trying to do it because i'm trying to like prove this point that like okay there are people that are into this and it is really hot and you can do it in a really hot way and people can enjoy it. Like it's not written in stone somewhere in some book that like you have to be a black guy having sex with a black guy or you have to be a white guy having sex with a white guy or the black guy always has to fuck the white guy. It's porn. It's fantasy. You're supposed to make it whatever you want to you want to make it like, you know, it's two people enjoying each other. I don't I quite personally don't know why people get so worked up about it. Like and typically I, I get more replies from it from black guys to get upset <clears throat> when I get fucked a white guy because they feel like I should be fucking black guys. And I'm just like, I feel like I'm in the 1960s or 1950s. And like, where are you guys coming from? Like, this is like, you know, 2015. Like, <laughs> why does it matter what race that I let, like, you know, suck me? So then I decided to just go even further with it because I kind of like picking people off sometimes. And I just started doing more raceway and 
luckily it didn't backfire and just piss a bunch of people off. But like, it's kind of like, and I tend not to do it too because I do have subscribers that that don't like it, so I don't tend to push it. And then you know, there typically aren't a whole lot of people that are like into that kind of stuff. So every once in a while, there's a guy that's like, "Oh, I'm really into race play. Can we do a race with it?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's really hot. Let's do it." And, you know. Very interesting. I appreciate the answer. And uh, interesting. I wonder if in the future you're going to get some more backlash or if uh, people are going to really enjoy it more. I, I wonder, I'm curious to see, hopefully when uh, you return for a new interview, you can fill us in on what's going on as far as uh, your viewers' reaction to uh race play and uh you know if you start doing a little bit more how extreme it gets in your scenes yeah yeah i've been sort of i haven't really contacted like all of i thought about like starting a blog page on my website so i can talk more directly to everybody at once and get their opinion on like the subscribers or how they feel because it's sort of just like i'll make a video and then people will comment you know on that video and give their their feedback and uh or people will send me like private messages on my tumblr or on my uh, on my personal email, so it would be really interesting to see how people feel like as a collective, like where that is. Because sometimes I do get a little afraid of offending people because I'm not trying to offend anybody, and I don't want to piss anybody off. Like, like really, like. And you, you understand know. why it would offend someone, or why right. it would bother them. I do, I do, I understand completely why it would bother them. What I don't understand though is why, like a. Uh, like I will have people that will comment on like the great detail of the video and I was just like, well, if it offended you that much, like you don't have to watch it. Like, and I think a lot of people feel like, you know, that I, since I'm like selling content that I need to cater completely to like, I guess their sexual needs. But like, I think that I, I would like some of my people to realize that this is amateur porn. Like I'm, I'm not a huge porn studio where I am like, it's something that's becoming like a lot larger, but I'm like basically doing part into my own personal sexual needs, you know, or my own sexual desires, you know? And, uh, so it's like, if you don't like something, there's like tons of stuff out there that you can like do. But I also think it's good for people to like explore and sort of challenge their own belief systems. And I really have to look at myself too, because there are people that made points and I'm like, you know, that's a valid point. Like, is it really like something that like, I should be advocating for, you know, uh, but I'm not really like advocating for racism. I'm just doing like fetish play, but I don't really see the difference between like calling somebody a faggot in the video and then calling somebody a nigger. They're both really derogatory towards a specific group. So like, whereas on one case, people are like, oh, it's okay to say faggot in the video, but don't say nigger. But I think it's just because there's so much racial tension in the country and other areas that people are so boiled up. You know, we have the first black president. We've got uh, all these police officers, you know, shooting African-American men in the streets. And so people are sort of hypersensitive to it right now. So I think that's a lot of it. But... I want to move away from uh, race and I want to talk about Bareback. Your website, HarlemHookups.net, is a Bareback site. When you were uploading your videos on Xtube, they were Bareback videos. So... Let's talk about bareback porn. What led to your decision to do bareback? Why did you decide to make your productions and uh, your website as a whole a bareback site? 
Um, I like bareback personally, and in my life, like condoms tend to just my dick just doesn't stay hard in the condom. Like it just I can't feel anything really, and uh, <clears throat> I don't like. I, I just think the bareback is hot and porn. And then I do get people that are like, you know, well, how do you have all this bareback sex with like all these people? There's like this rapid testing, which is what, you know, I use. But then I also take prep. So I know prep is sort of like new. And in the beginning when I was doing stuff on X2, I was just being careless and reckless. But like a lot of people I knew really well. And that doesn't make it any safer at all because like a lot of them get infected by people that they do know. And then... My father's deceased now. He's probably rolling over in his grave. I was having all this like bareback sex, um, but like uh, as far as that goes, I just I really like bareback sex. I like the raw, the rawness of it, the taboo that's around it. It's way more intimate than you know a condom, and I think it turns people on more. Like watch it because people can live out their fantasy that way. A lot of people I think want to do bareback sex, but they can't, you know, because it's either a fear or because they're positive themselves and they can't let go and like fuck people bareback or get fucked bareback. And uh, so it's like, it's, yeah, that's just the way that that is. So all of the performers on your site are tested? I would say about like, maybe like 90% of them are, yeah. A few years ago, performers that were doing bareback in the gay adult industry sort of received a bit of a backlash. I don't know if you were following porn before you jumped into the industry, but a lot of performers got shunned by some of the major studios for doing bareback. You know, they would get shunned by their fellow performers. But then bareback became such a popular niche that it really became accepted in the industry and uh, nowadays it isn't as bad as it was a few years ago I mean there are some major studios out there that have gone from being condom only to a hundred percent bareback my question for you is uh, being that you are a bareback studio you have a bareback website and you are a bareback performer have you at all received any backlash from people like has an anyone on the web whether it's via email or twitter been like you know how can you do this and that kind of thing i'm going to assume that because your site has been incredibly popular and uh, people seem to be really loving your work that the majority of the feedback is very positive but uh, have you gotten any flack from any of uh, the people tuning in because you're doing bareback uh, I don't, and I think that's probably because I came in so much later, where now there's like, you know, HIV medication is so, it's a lot better, and then there's, like, PrEP is really popular, like, a lot of people are on PrEP, I have a lot of models that take, that take PrEP, and, you know, insurance companies, like, cover it now, towards it used to be really expensive, and uh, I get people that ask questions more about, like, like, oh, well, are you negative or positive? Like, you have to be positive doing all this bareback sex. And what I do is I just try to inform them, like, there are safe ways to have, like, bareback sex. You don't, there's, like, you can go down to Walgreens and you can get a rapid testing thing. You prick your finger or you do a mouth swab and you get results, like, right there. You don't, you can be reckless about it and, you know, just let anybody, like, breed you or just breed anybody, you know. You know, there, there are those like things but there are safe ways to go about having bareback sex just because you're having bareback sex doesn't mean that a person is not taking precautions you know always take precautions when you have sex with anybody you know you have to be 
you have to be smart about it. You can't just be reckless about it, of course, you know. In your opinion, is there a misconception or myth about porn performers that you would like to dispel? A lot of people think that like porn stars just like are just they're sort of like blondes or like ditzy and they're not like doing, you know, anything else. They're just like basically getting fucked like all the time and like this and that. But like a lot of like I mean, I know a few people that are in like the porn industry, like not doing, you know, what I'm doing, like doing it on their own, but they're working for other companies and they're doing like all other sorts of things in their life as well. Like people are dynamic, they're layered, they have like different mass, you know. So when you see a porn star, you don't think about them in other areas of their life because you're typically looking at them on a computer screen or a TV screen watching a video and you're watching the button. So that's where you have, you know, your idea set of like who they are but like you know like me i do like tons of other things in my life as well i do uh, this since i started this label like it, it's become a huge portion of my life but you know i do a lot in politics i do a lot of volunteer work for like kids uh i'm a huge like science nerd i love photography so you know that's one of the things i would like to to dispel like but i also like i'm really into psychology there's a really strong like connection of like people that are hyper sexually active and intelligence levels you know a lot of these people are like layered you know they're dynamic you know in those things so i would say that's probably the biggest myth that you know i find you know i get a lot of people like oh well you know because you get people online like they're like oh well, you do porn so like you know it's easy for you it's not like a lot of work or you know it's just you're just getting laid and you're making money and like you know it's not that simple like yeah it's i for a living i do get like i do have i do have sex and it is enjoyable but there's all this other stuff that goes along with it too there's like things that you have to create it's a lot of work you know it's not something that just comes like really easily let's talk about romance and the work that you do do you find it difficult to be in a romantic relationship while working in the gay adult industry while being a porn entrepreneur Yes, <laughs> it's it's very very difficult. Uh, <clears throat> I and a, a lot of that has it, it circulates around like monogamy. You know, people want to be in a relationship and they don't want you having sex with other people, and that's understandable. And then, but I have dated guys to where you know uh, I uh, am you know dating them, and then I'm also doing porn, and they're fine with it because you know they're just into the same things that I'm into. They're like sharing or they're like watching. But I think for me, the biggest thing that, you know, I've had to, you know, try to balance is like work because there's like this huge business side to it as well. And so I get wrapped up into it a lot. And then it's also like really sexual. So it's sort of like my attention isn't always like in the relationship. So for me, that's been the biggest thing. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And so like, I guess in that aspect, I, I don't know. If, I don't think a lot of models like done it the way that I have done it. And so... Uh, maybe their issues stem more around monogamy than they do, you know, around the business aspect. I particularly, like, if I'm looking for a romantic guy, I, it has to be somebody that's open-minded, you know. And I tend to go for guys that are that way that, you know, are into open relationships and things like that. I'd say, like, if you are in porn and you're wanting a relationship, you have to sort of, like, go for people that are, that are open-minded or that have like a sort of sexually explorative soul, if you will. Uh, 
because if not, it's, it is going to be difficult, but it's relationships are just difficult naturally anyway, without, you know, being a porn star. It's really hard to be in sync with somebody. It's a growing process, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That makes sense. Let's move away from the serious questions and let's talk more about you. How often do you work out and do you have to consistently watch what you eat and what you're doing with your life, in particular if you have a scene coming up to make sure everything looks tight and right? Uh, I pretty much have a naturally toned body. Uh, I run a lot, but I have a really high metabolism, so I don't have to watch a lot that I do. I do a lot of light working out. However, I just recently, uh, this uh, Monday, started working with a personal trainer because I wanted to like smoke up a little bit more, and uh, it, that's really intense. As, as I'm speaking to you, my body's like aching because like he has me eating like 130 grams of like protein a day and <laughs> doing all this other like strenuous stuff. So, uh, but other than that, I, my body is pretty. I just. I got lucky, so I just got a pretty thin body, and it pretty much stays that way. I haven't noticed anything yet, but you know the whole myth is that black don't crack. So, <laughs> bam. <laughs> to shave or not to shave? Yes, I'm talking about down there, but I'm also talking about just general manscaping. Uh, I like it both ways. Uh, I think it's really hot when a guy is hairy. I think it's really hot when a guy is smooth. Uh, I typically, sometimes I'll let it like grow and then sometimes I'll change my mood and I'll like trim. I'll, if I do shave anything, it'll be like my hole or like my ass. So that's pretty much the only thing I'll shave completely. Rarely, I mean, I, when I was younger, I used to like shave up all my pubes because I was like, oh my God, there's all this hair down there. And then like, I don't want it down there because I'm not used to it. And now I'm older and I'm just like, eh, whatever. So I'll just like trim it. And, uh, but when you shave, down there it does make your dick look much bigger so you know depends on you know what you're into i it's sort of all over the place so <laughs> in your opinion what part of your body is the sexiest and why i would say my dick probably <laughs> because it's so big <laughs> uh i have really nice abs uh uh and uh i have a really nice chest I have a really nice back as well, so I would say those are probably like my best assets. My dick is what everybody comes to the site to see. So, <laughs> and on the flip side of that, in your opinion, what part of your body do you like the least, and why? I would have to say my calves. Uh, I have very shy calves. Like I'm pretty much good from like the knees up. So sometimes when I'm editing videos, I'll like be in a position like God, my legs look like pencil legs, so I'm going to change this angle a little bit. <laughs> you know? In your personal life, what is your sexual role? The reason I'm asking is because I would say for the most part in your scenes, uh, the majority of the time, you're bottoming. You do flip-flop, and you have topped in scenes, so you have been overall, as I said earlier, a power-verse performer. In your personal life, would you say that you're verse? Do you top more? Do you bottom more? I would say that I'm pretty verse. In my personal life, I end up going back and forth a lot more than I do on the, the website. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, I'm like a pendulum. Like, there are times I'm like, oh, I really want to fuck. And there are other times I'm like, oh, I really want to bottom. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty 
much of Halliburton in my personal life as well. Do you get into any kinds of fetishes? Uh, I really like armpits. Uh, I, I I guess I'm more of like gear, like or like clothes, or sometimes like baggy clothes or like boxers. Uh, I'm not really big like leather fetish. Uh, I'm not really into water sports. So uh, it's just like foreplay really turns me on a lot, like edging and things like that. Sneakers. I have a sneaker fetish. It's actually probably pretty recent with like last past year or so. <laughs> Let's travel back in time. How and when did you lose your virginity? I... My oral virginity or sexual, like penetration? Both. Why not? <laughs> uh, the first cock that I sucked was probably when I was 15. And as this redhead, and he had this huge dick. He let me suck. I think he was 17 at the time. Uh, and uh, that was probably like the first time that I sucked a dick. The I lost my virginity like anally when I was about like 17 to senior in high school and it was the same guy. He went to a local college so he fucked me for the first time to actually no, I was 16 when he did that because it was before my 17th birthday so I won't reveal his age because it was definitely not legal but <laughs> it was consensual. <laughs> And that's the important part. Right. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about Rogan Hardy. Something unique about Rogan Hardy. Something that's quirky. Uh, that's, that's a good question. I am a... Let's, I, I, I knit scarves. I, I knit scarves all summer and I sell them in the winter. That's probably a neat and quirky thing. I have like all these like old ladies and I go to this shop called the Knit Nook and we sit in there in the shop and we just like talk and laugh and we make scarves and knit hats and, and all that kind of crap. It's, it's pretty fun. So I enjoy that. I enjoy the company of like older people. Like I like really old ladies and old guys that make me laugh. So. <laughs> That's awesome. You're going to have to knit a scarf and a hat for me. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'll definitely knit you one. Thank you. Hook it up. <laughs> Describe yourself in ten words or less. Uh, curious. Uh, artistic. Uh, political. Nerdy. Uh, sex addict. I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> Let's allow your fans to get to know some of your favorites. I have this list of five questions that are pop culture oriented that are designed to allow your fans to get to know you a little bit more. The first question is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? Uh... Five of my favorite television shows are The Walking Dead, uh, 
30 Rock, Game of Thrones, and, uh, oh, oh, I just had that name in my head and I forgot it. It's uh, one of the characters, Sheldon, if you've ever seen The it. Big Bang Theory? Uh, yeah, The Big Bang Theory and Star Trek. Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? Uh, Incubus, Coldplay, uh, Damien Rice, uh, Iron and Wine, and Jason Mraz. What are three of your most favorite films? Uh, Three of my most favorite films. Wow. Uh, I just saw a movie on a cruise ship a week ago. I can't think of the name of it, but it was about James Brown. And it was extremely good. I think it's Get probably, On Up? Yeah. That was a really, really good movie. And... <clears throat> uh, I would have to say... I don't know. I keep thinking of movies in my head, but I have no idea what the names of them are. <laughs> That's so sad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're too young to be this forgetful, Rogan yeah. Hardy. <laughs> Most of my life centers around Dick, so... <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would have to say Get On Up and... Uh, Beaches. And yeah, that was a really good movie. That movie makes me cry every time I see it. And um, Star Trek Nemesis. I watch that at least like once a month. What are two foods you can't live without? Uh, fish and pistachios. And what is one of your guilty pleasures? Hmm. Masturbation. <laughs> I could have guessed that. Yeah. <laughs> What's next for Rogan Hardy? What can the listeners and the fans expect and anticipate from you in the future? I don't know. Will we be seeing Rogan Hardy getting double penetrated, triple penetrated? What's going to be going on? <laughs> Uh, well, we're doing a lot of, uh, like, we have this really cool, like, group Grand Canyon theme coming up. So we're taking, like, I'm taking a bunch of guys when the weather breaks here in a couple of weeks. And we're going to go out to the Grand Canyon and shoot uh, a bunch of, like, porn. And then go around to some other, like, national parks and try to get away with some outdoor scenes. And uh, I have a few really hot new models that are are coming up so that's what i've been working on all winter trying to get stuff ready for the summer so sounds exciting definitely a lot of uh, great content that the listeners and your fans can uh, look out for
on your website in the coming months. How can your fans and supporters reach you? Where can they find you on the web? Hook them up with your official website link, Twitter, and things like that. Where can they find you on the web? Uh, they can finally find me on my Tumblr at Harlem Hookups. Uh, of course, HarlemHookups.net. Uh, you can always email me as well uh, if you have any questions or if you want to be a model at uh, HarlemHookups uh, at gmail.com. Uh, I have a Vine, uh, just Harlem Hookups. Uh, I upload Vines there. I haven't been knocked off yet, so uh, it's still going pretty strong. You can follow me on Twitter at Harlem Hookups. Perfect. So definitely follow him on Twitter. He's uh, relatively new to the world of Twitter, so definitely check out twitter.com slash Harlem Hookups. And Rogan, this does bring us to the end of our interview, your first ever interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are listening right now? Yeah, you guys are really great. I love all of your supportive emails uh if you guys have any questions uh just let me know i'm out here doing all this because you guys are out there buying all my content so (laughs) i love you all just as much as you love me thanks a lot well rogan i certainly want to thank you so much for the interview for allowing poppy chulo radio and one-on-one with poppy chulo to be your first ever interview interview Jerry Fox. Thanks, man. You're welcome. And certainly the door's open, man. Whenever you want to come back, you're more than welcome to, to update us, all the listeners, your fans, on what you've been up to. All right. That sounds good. I would definitely look forward to doing more with you guys. Fantastic. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into One on One with Poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One on One with Poppy Chulo every Wednesday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. And with that, Rogan Hardy and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Night. Let's go. Thanks for listening to One on One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com or leave us a voicemail at 305-515-8620. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio and like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week. <laughs>